Shannon Miller at Lizlet on the Twitters. And I'm Ben Travers, Ben T. Travers on the Twitters. And happy Monday as you listen to this. Happy President's Day as you listen to this. Uh, happy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We technically have that day off. Uh, but we're not, we do not have today off. We are in the office on Thursday. We have finally completed uh, the TCA Press Tour 2019 Winter Edition. And <laughs> I think, you know, I don't think any, any, I think this time, like no, we there weren't any. We didn't have any massive fights. Uh, everything seemed to get done. Team yeah. survived. Yeah, it's good times. I like thinking of it as additions because those like tend to come out more often, and the TCAs feel like they're so constant in our lives that uh, you know it's like there should be a copy that comes out every month or something. Yeah, it, it's better than thinking of it as like an annual tradition and then right. realizing it happens every six months. Yeah, and even biannual or however you interpret that uh, doesn't sound like enough because then it's just like, well, twice a year isn't too bad, but it's like it literally takes up more than a month of the entire year. So it's more than one-twelfth of our entire year. Yeah. It's probably 10% of our year. Well, it's like 16 plus 16 days and then... Well, it depends. Because, like, yeah. uh, if, like, everybody shows up, then it could be 17 or 18 days. Yeah, so. true enough. Uh, but, yeah, so we're recording this a couple of days beforehand, as is our want. Uh, and we are just on the verge of not one but two new superhero shows premiering tomorrow because you know what the world needed, more, Benjamin? Some more superhero shows. Debatable. Yeah, that was kind of maybe my sarcastic <laughs> voice, frankly. Um, and I say that as someone who watches all these shows uh, regularly. Um I'm actually scrolling through right now this list on uh, Wikipedia of superhero television shows. And there are a lot of shows on this list that I would not necessarily describe as superhero television shows. For example, Fear of the Walking Dead, lacking in superhumans. Uh, but <laughs> it is it is a genre that uh, you know keeps coming up. What Does that list include heroes with super abilities instead of super powers because then we could all be on the list and all shows would be on the list because super abilities are things that we can learn from crystals and infrared oh God, therapy. No, don't take us down that <laughs> Go ahead. Oh my God. Um, there's a new uh there's a new not superhero show, super they're, ability they have, they, show. They, they, have enhan- they have enhanced abilities, yeah. Yeah, but but Olivia Munn very specifically said they're super abilities because these are enhancements of things that everyone can do. So, like, she's super strong, and you can be super strong, too, if you do this other stuff. And she gave a very detailed um, – uh, she would describe it as scientific description. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of, of how to ob- obtain these abilities and how to better heal yourself and basically, you know, just become – a better person. You just um, know that Olivia Munn has read, done the goop thing with the Jade Egg. You just know it. I mean, I don't question anything that my newsroom alumni no. choose to do. Like, I respect their choices because obviously they made the greatest choice of their lives by partaking in one of television's most important series. Um, but I also am skeptical whenever anyone has to repeatedly say during a conversation, no, 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 this is scientific. This is science, which... Ms. Munn did do quite a number of times because Dur- I think she read the skepticism in the room. Yeah, this was during uh, Stars' panel for the upcoming uh, show, The Rook. The Rook. Which is which Olivia Munn is not the star of, but for some reason that panel ended up being a lot about her. Yeah. 
She was very silent for the start of it. Yes. Well, people were not asking her questions. I should have asked her about the newsroom. She, we would have never talked about crystals if I would have talked about the newsroom. Yep. But instead, instead we talked about crystals, Ben. Sorry. It's okay. I mean, really, it's really you're the one who uh, who, who who did it to yourself. Nothing. I was kind of entertained, but I also. Didn't, <laughs> I mean, it was entertaining. I didn't need just, anything else from that panel, so. Yeah, we we were good on that panel, um, but yes. But the question is: Is that panel a better use of our time than these new superhero shows that may or may not be coming a little redundant? Yeah, it, it's tough because. You know, as mentioned, I watch and like a lot of these shows. Um, but we have the the two new shows premiering um, are uh, Doom Patrol, uh, which are which is launching on the CW on the CW Universe uh, streaming platform. Uh, CW? No, CW. Jeez Louise. DC. Oh, okay. Yeah, wow. Uh, I believed you because they have all the, the DC shows. Yes, and Greg Berlanti is a producer on it. It yeah. is part of the Berlanti-verse. Uh, but it is well, it's part of the Atlantiverse in that Greg Berlanti is producing it. It's relatively separate from the rest. It's it's separate from all the CW stuff. I believe it has some crossover with Titans, another DC oh. comics show that has recently premiered. This is the one where uh, Robin says, fuck Batman. Does it connect to Riverdale and thus chilling adventures of Sabrina? Do not believe so at this time, but who knows what could happen. Man, then there could have been, then there could have been a crossover on Netflix with the other new superhero show, even Wait. though it's not a DC show. Yes. So, yep. Oh, well. Well, I mean, the Umbrella Academy is very much in its own little universe. Very uh, much. Yes. Uh, but Umbrella Academy is, it, it has, it is based on the comics by Gerard Way and his artist, whose name I'm blanking on, Gabriel. Ba? Something like, something short. Yeah, some, something like that. Uh, but anyways. And so it's based on those comics. Uh, so it's a completely separate thing from Marvel and DC. But it is also about a eclectic gang of uh, people with superpowers who, in this case, were raised together as from at, at, from from infancy, and uh, have grown up into you know various de- various grown up with various degrees of issues. Yeah, issues is a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not easy being a superhero, Ben. Uh, you are correct, by the way. It was Gerard Way and uh, Gabriel Ba, B-A, ba. with an accent. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, it's, you know, and Ben's already – Ben and I have both seen the whole thing. Uh, it's – I would be surprised if, as you listen to this, you've watched the whole thing, though. Who knows? You may have gotten really into it. It is 10 hours of a, 10 hours of a show, which can be a lot to binge. 10 full hours. Those Ten? episodes are too long. Yes. Yeah, the, 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 it does have a little bit of that problem. Uh, but it also, the, the biggest problem I had with it was I was watching it and it just it just felt slightly familiar to a lot of different things. It was like in that bugging, it, it, initially, like I, I got over it and I started, I did start getting into the characters at a certain point with the se- within the season. But there, at the beginning especially, it was just kind of like this nagging, like what does this remind me of? And what does this remind me of? And there's a lot of elements that remind me of a lot of different things. It's weird. I almost had the opposite problem in that, like, the very initial premise hooked me. The idea that, you know, um, what was it? How many women? 48, 49 women started the day normal, yeah. and then they had a baby by the end of it. Like, I shouldn't say normal. They started the day not being pregnant, and then right. by the end of the day, they had a child. And then this, you know, eccentric billionaire uh, goes about trying to adopt as many of these children as he can, because he's convinced they can save the world. And... um 
He does. He gets like seven of them because obviously, you know, if you got that much money, you're going to be able to bribe some people who never planned on having a baby. Um, So like that part of it was interesting to me. And then, you know, we get the flash forward to the to the present day, whatever. um, And, um, you know, the kids are grown up and, you know, they're slowly filling in the backstory. But it was like even as they fill in the backstory, I was like, all of these characters are one dimensional. Every single one of them is just given one kind of identifying trait and they just keep drilling that home, which to me made it feel more familiar to everything else. Like they just wanted us to latch on to all those other properties you're talking about. Like they just wanted you to remember like, oh, it's so much fun. Like because, you know, X-Men was cool where there was a school for the gifted. And um, I mean, I was thinking of Deadly Clouds for part of it because I just watched that very mm-hmm. bad adaptation. But um, but yeah, so I just I I agree with you in that it was it was. It reminded me of better things. I guess the order in which it reminded us was just different. So that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, um, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, the premise definitely. The thing is, like, the premise is uh, vaguely similar to another another series, another comic book series called Rising Stars, mm-hmm. um, which the the basic idea is like um, like a hundred babies born at the same minute all have superpowers, mm-hmm. and uh, you know their special abilities come together and uh and their special abilities bring them together and like one and, and actually some of the powers like one person one co- person can speak to the dead there are two fire guys in rising stars it's very confusing a lot of the plotting of that show uh, not show that comic book but point is is that like it, there were like their comics are it reminded me of there are other stories that reminded me either like you know other franchises it reminded me of uh and yeah at the same time, like, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, if you're going to take on a genre that's been really well explored, you know, you got to do something. You, that's an opportunity to do something interesting with it and kind of make it your own. And I I feel like by a certain point, Umbrella Academy kind of got there. Like, I feel like there were aspects of it that stood out on its own. But at the same time, it's like, you know, the the basic idea of having superpowers can be bad for you and make you a bad person or just not necessarily a bad person but you know affect you in specific ways like it's not just a blessing it's yes. not just a good thing yes big surprise with great power comes great responsibility and apparently some mental trauma i mean that's definitely the dad's fault but yeah no i mean it it's one of those things where you're right. Like it just it 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 eventually will have its own moments because every story will. But to me, it 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 just paled in compare. It felt so based in imitation, mm. and the idea that it wants to remind you of bigger, better things, and that's what latches onto you. Um, that that became a problem. But also, I mean, and what we were talking about beforehand, kind of in in the realm of of how popular uh, cinematic universes are television universes whatever the whatever the universe concept is like the team aspect of it is so connected to that like it makes it so easy to try to build that out like it's such a simple concept where it's like you can either start with one or two or three characters doing their own show and then they'll eventually unite because they have to come together as a team and then that connects a connects into a universe or you can start with a whole bunch of characters and then kind of allow their solo adventures solo solo explorations abilities developments etc to spawn off into little break off stories of their own so 
it just feels like this is it feels like the umbrella academy is something that's meant to be bigger and yet they just didn't put in the time and effort to really justify any of them standing on their own they bear they barely hold together as a team so like it just doesn't really make sense for me i i I think the clarifying moment for me too was when two of the initial antagonists who develop as the series progresses are Mary J. Blige and um, Cameron Britton. Cameron Britton from Mindhunter, and I really like Mary J. Blige, and I really liked Cameron Britton in Mindhunter. <laughs> he was great. He's also great in Barry, uh, in very in a very small role. Um, but they were so boring. Like even as a as a partnership, like they were <coughs> so boring because they just kept doing the same thing. They just kept going about their business and like trying to do their job. And Cameron Britton's character is very upset with management and and how like the powers that be are always dicking over the little guy. And he goes off on those rants. But that's as far as he goes. Like he doesn't do anything else. And Mary J. Blige is just kind of there driving the train forward. So. As soon as I realized, like, if you can make these dynamic performers so dull, then you're doing something wrong. And that's where it came back to for the rest of the characters as well. It's just like, I don't think I don't think you're you're interested in developing personal dynamics so much as you are in just building something bigger. And that's where it, it gets lost for me. Like the idea of, of of a team of superheroes just isn't that interesting on its own anymore. Mm-hmm. Which but- is what you'd mentioned beforehand no i mean and yeah i think that's all very fair um though i disagree i i i, I will I, i'm not gonna like fight you on it but like i actually found i found mary and mary and cameron's characters to be fun um i liked i, I liked a lot of the details surrounding them it's a really good show when it comes to the details like like the fa- you know kind of the like the weirder aspects of the world building in fact no one has cell phones that sort of thing yeah i don't know i mean that felt more like a a necessity to make sure that the plot functioned as it needed to more than any sort of standout original tidbit on its own um if anything to me a lot of it just didn't feel detailed enough like there's some eccentricity to the characters as well but again like so many so many of them are just rounded off around this one pivotal thing that they have to keep doing and repeating that it just doesn't become that interesting and then another part of it is because there's so many of them if there is something interesting about it you don't get a lot of time to spend with them even though it is a tv show like there's a one of the characters klaus Mm. is you know a drug addict and he goes through something that gets him off drugs but it is the most emotionless experience you can imagine because they just don't have the time to spend with him to justify some of the relationships he builds and the decisions that he makes so that you're earnestly invested in them. And it just feels like, okay, this is just still circulating around the same point. Um, but anyway, I think, I think the interesting discussion, especially broadening it out to doom patrol is just, you know, are there aspects of kind of these, these team superhero stories, these family of superheroes, um, 
that are worth exploring still like the uh, are there are there uncovered elements that we haven't gotten to like obviously avengers has has spent so much time on the big screens and in so many people's minds they've already done justice league they've already done these things you know in animated tv shows as well as you know the defenders and everything like that they're exploring these as much as they can plus x-men did it you know umpteen times um is there i mean are we are we just done with this for now do we need to just set this dynamic aside I mean, the question really becomes what kind of territory is there left to explore with these things? Like, you know, how many, how many different versions of these shows can we have? And the answer continues to be more than we think. And, you know, it's, it's you know, there's elements to it that have always appealed to people, like, you know, the idea of a found, a found family structure. That, that's something that goes back, you know, to, like, Friends uh, or other shows like of, of, of that nature. And... You get you so see you get that aspect, and you just add superheroes, and everyone's happy. Um, so it's a crazy thing to think that you know, like I don't know, fifteen years ago, this these sorts of shows were some, somewhat of a rarity, and now it's just like, oh God, enough with the superheroes already, oy vey. But it is kind of this weird place we're in right now. Yeah, it's it's strange because you're right the 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 pure dynamic of kind of a dysfunctional family is something that's been used from, you know, everything from, you know, intense family dramas to, you know, goofy family sitcoms. Like, I mean, it's, it's kind of across the board thing that, that should be applicable in more ways than one. And, you know, maybe it's, it's just kind of going to take some extra degree of creative vision to, to rethink the formula, but reapply the formula, I guess into something that's a little more interesting or a little more successful or at least doesn't feel like we've been there, done that at this point. But, um, but yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I, I didn't watch Doom Patrol, so I don't really know how well that pulled it off. Well, Doom Patrol is kind of, it's, it's there are only really four core characters, uh, four, five, I guess, technically, by the end of the second episode, who make up that little family with, a, with of course, a leader, uh, personified as uh shoot who is it timothy dalton timothy dalton's character kind of provides like the professor x or uh guy from umbrella academy uh role and yeah it's you know it's in it's i i've seen the first episode of doom patrol and it's actually interesting in some ways i i still kind of feel weird about the fact that they we're very excited about saying, oh, yeah, Brendan Fraser and Matt Bomer are on this show. And they are, they're, they technically are two characters who star in the show, but they are largely body doubles. Um, and they're, they're only providing, the, the, the actual actors are only providing really voice work for a lot of their scenes uh, for various reasons. One of them is a robot man and one of them is covered in bandages. These things happen. Um, <clears throat> anyway. It's I odd. Mean, Timothy Dalton also kind of did that. Like served as that you know patriarchal, um, bonding person in the Penny Dreadful universe. Like he was the oh, yeah? guy who kind of connected. And, um, There's another the werewolf one. and the vampire and the um, I can't think of the word for <laughs> for for the psychic for like the witch. Well, like she wasn't really a witch. Anyway, uh, he was he was kind of that pivotal. Point interesting for that as well so now he's at least got two under his belt yeah he's yeah he knows what he's doing he's a steady hand uh and i think like i think it's gonna be really interesting this summer uh when amazon premieres the boys which is uh 
developed by Eric Kripke from a comic book created by Garth Ennis, who also created Preacher um, with Steve Dillon. And I don't think it's, it's, I believe it's a different artist on The Boys. But The Boys is, uh, as presented at TCA's uh, this, this, this week, uh, it's all it's all about superheroes, but it's about the corporatization of them, and it gets really dark and weird um, as they as they showed us. So it'll be interesting to see uh, like how what that adds to the conversation when we are actually talking about it properly in in a few months. Yeah, it is. I mean, if it if it should probably go without saying at this point that we're nowhere. It doesn't seem like we're anywhere near the end of this trend. Like it's still something that has proved. Uh, both popular and profitable to uh, an array of mediums in the storytelling space. So um, I'm sure there will be more. It's just I, it's getting harder and harder to imagine how or why one would be exciting on its own. Mm-hmm. So, well, it was an, Especially yeah. as, you know, even Avengers is coming to an end in one way, shape, or another. Yeah. I mean, we've got a – I'm looking forward to – I'm looking forward to seeing what people think of uh, Umbrella Academy. I think, you know, at the very least, it brought us uh, Ellen Page and Robert Sheehan, who I've loved for a while now, and put him back on a superhero TV show, which is delightful. Uh, and uh, and like you said, Mary J. and uh, Cameron Cameron Britton, lots of good yeah. actors on that show. Yeah, they're they're still attracting talent. Yeah, the the sh- people some for some reason people want, like to play superheroes, and maybe not just for the cash. <laughs> um. But in the meantime, I mean, there's, like we said, there's lots of these shows going on, but then you've watched other things. So what was the best thing you watched last week? Uh, the best thing I watched last week is is a pretty easy answer, and uh, you'll be able to comment on this as well. Um, it's, it's True Detective. Um, I can't say a lot, because this coming out on Monday, I know a lot of people end up watching this watching the show Monday night, um, Tuesday night, whenever they get around to it. I think this is one where you're going to want to watch it sooner rather than later. So if you haven't been spoiled as of now and uh, you haven't watched yet, please go do it. But um, we're going to have a discussion next week about exactly how the big, big development in this week's True Detective affects things uh, in the long run. Um, And, you know, uh, the finale... It's going to be something that people are are talking about for good and bad reasons uh, all the way up until it's airing. So um, I really like what I want to say is I really like the season as it is this far. I like Wayne and Roland's story. I like that case. I like what they're doing. Um, And I really hope that that gets a good resolution. Yes. Yes. Uh, ben, it, I actually had this put. I put this down as my best thing as well, just because there. Yay. Yeah, cause, just because there are other things. I feel like the things I could talk about, I can't for various embargo reasons or other reasons. I don't know. Point is, is that I watched a lot of True Detective today. In case we wanted to record the podcast about it entirely, we decided we are going to hold off for the finale. So look forward to that. Look forward to Ben being annoyed with me for not being as excited as I should be. Who um, knows? Maybe you'll watch the finale and you'll just. Uh... Flip lose your, my lose your shoes. Mind. Yeah, just go nuts. Yeah, it could happen. You never know. Um, but if it, uh, it, it could, it could be crazy. I actually, I, I, I feel like we're gonna. It's, it'll be an interesting discussion. I think it'll be interesting to discuss it. But I also, uh, yeah, it was interesting. I keep saying that over and over again. It's a well, good word. it's hard. It's hard to 
get more descriptive without getting into spoiler territory, yes. um, which is a, a challenge I absolutely ran into when I was trying to write headlines for the episode as well as decks and everything. So yeah, um, I, I I'll just yeah, there's there's one thing that everybody's going to be talking about. It's not even the biggest thing that happens in the episode, but it is the biggest thing that happens for the show. So right. um, yeah, that's my answer. That's a good answer. And it was my answer, too. So, Ben, what's the next thing you're looking forward to? The next thing I'm looking forward to is the second season premiere of At Home with Amy Sedaris. Um, I very much enjoyed the first season. Um, Michael Shannon's turn in the finale remains one of the better comedic performances I've seen in the last, you know, few years. Uh, at least in, in, in kind of a supporting limited capacity. Michael Sheen, you say? No, Shannon. Michael Shannon. Shannon. That's also good. He's also good. Yes. Yes. Um, but uh, what's exciting about the second season is, that, is they're moving a little bit more into a serialized structure. So they're going to talk. Um, they're going to have people come back from the first season. Dave Pesquese is going to re- re- reprise his role as the, I think it's the knife guy. I think that's just what he's, his like nickname is. Um, but he's going to have some interesting developments. They've got a, a whole slew of guest actors, including Justin Thoreau returning. He's playing a new character, which is very exciting. He also got his best friend, Ann Dowd, to come in for an episode. Um, wait, wait. I thought Amy Sedaris was his best friend. Or is Amy Sedaris, is Justin Thoreau, is, is Justin Thoreau Amy Sedaris' best friend, but Justin Thoreau's best friend is Ann Dowd? I mean, Amy Sedaris was Justin Thoreau's best man, so I would assume she's his best friend, but that also came before he met Ann Dowd, so I don't know what the status is. I just okay. know all these friends came together. and um, Everyone is friends. I can't wait to watch uh, what that looks like. So uh, I believe that premieres on Tuesday as you're listening to this. I'm double-checking. Yeah. Um, nope, I drove past it. Where is it? Mm-hmm. Yep, Tuesday. Tuesday, February 19th on True TV. Um, Liz, what are you looking forward to next? Uh, Ben, I'm going to go a little off the reservation. I'm going to look forward to movies. Oh, wow. I haven't gone to watch movies in a while. I miss movies. I heard good things about movies once. Movies are good. Movies are good. So uh, tonight I'm going to go see uh, Battle Angel Alita. I'm going to watch Robot Girl Punch Things. I'm not saying it's going to be good. I'm just saying I'm looking forward to watching Robot Girl Punch Things. I think it's the other way around. Angel Angel colon Battle Alita? Nope. Battle, Alita, 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 colon, Battle Angel. There it is. Yeah. I think. I think the original comic book was called Battle Angel Alita. So uh, I don't know. Uh, those words in some order are going to appear on the screen in front of me at some point They'll give point you a today. ticket. You say any of those, they'll give yeah. it to you. But also, I really need to see High Flying Bird. It is stupid. True. I haven't watched it yet. True. Um, this is, of course, the Steven Soderbergh-directed Netflix film starring Andre Holland. And I think there's, like, a couple of other actors in it who, as soon as Zazie I heard they Beats. What? Zazie Beats. Zazie! That's right. That's who it was, actually. Um, I was like, that sounds exciting. That sounds Kyle like Kyle McLaughlin. Oh, I love Kyle McLaughlin. He's so good. You will enjoy. Yes. I do. So you've seen it. Mm. It is a good movie film. It is a very good movie film. Yes, I'm looking forward to watching that. And uh, then I will get to read all about the things that IndieWire.com has already written about it, uh, along with news reviews, interviews, features, all the stuff you like. And make sure to listen to IndieWire's other podcasts, including uh, Screen Talk, the one that started it all with Ann Thompson and Eric Cohn. Uh, The Oscars, they're coming. They're this weekend as you're listening to this. They're this Sunday. Uh, There's been a lot of controversy surrounding this year's ceremony, and Ann and Eric will be all over exactly how it plays out um for better and worse and plus you know talk about the winners and whether or not they're deserving um but you know if you only have time for one podcast and um you're thinking 
God, what should it be? The answer is obvious. It's the Filmmaker Toolkit podcast from the great, the one, the only, the perfect Chris O'Fault. Um, yeah, I, I mean, that's all you need. Yeah, there you go. Uh, you can find Ben on Twitter at Ben T. Travers. And you can find Liz on Twitter at Lizlet, that's with an I, and then an E. Yes. Uh, thank you for so much for listening. This is episode 201, so we've got only another 100 episodes to go before we can get more cake. <laughs> Thank you, dear listeners, for not sending us cake. Yes, we we, we 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 were we were have, we we did not lack for sweets over the last couple of weeks, so we consider TCA's our cake. Yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, thank you. But yeah, thank you for listening. If you want to drop us a review on iTunes, feel free. That's always nice, especially if you're saying nice things. Less nice if you're saying not nice things. But you know, you do you. And uh, we'll be back next week. And in the meantime, keep watching television. Thank you.